Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I want to let you know this program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. And I particularly want to thank Peter for his support. He gave a one-time donation at support.greatdetectives.net. And uh, you can also become a... Uh, an ongoing monthly uh, contributor to the show with $2 or more per month at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for a final look at Tales of Fatima. The original air date is May the 28th of 1941, and the title is Time to Kill. Hello there, this is Basil Rathbone. I'm so glad you can be with Fatima and me tonight. She helps me solve a surprising mystery that had in it several sounds of music. And several sounds of murder. Tales of Fatima, a new series of exciting mystery stories starring that distinguished actor, Mr. Basil Rathbone. Our author for tonight, Gail Ingram, has written a startling tale especially for me. I didn't know the solution until I recalled the words of Fatima. Now, if you listen well to those words, you may solve the mystery before I do. Time is the essence. A fact misplaced in time conceals the truth. Those words are the key to tonight's tale of Fatima. And here it is. Time to kill. Saturday night performance is over, and Basil Rathbone is leaving the theater accompanied by Oliver, his chauffeur. Got my bags, Oliver? Yes, Mr. Rathbone. I got your bags. And did you tell the stage manager I'd be in Westchester over the weekend? Yes, boss. Well, off for the weekend, Mr. Rathbone. Oh, that's right, Bert. See you Monday. Oh, don't rush. Stay for a month, if you like. Uh, the show'd close in three days. Oliver. Well, it would. But people come to see us, Basil Rathbone, not his understudy. Oliver. Bert Randall here is a very fine actor indeed. Well, I like you better. <laughs> Frankly, Oliver, so do I. <laughs> Cheerio, Mr. Randall. Cheerio, dear boy. Oh, beautiful night for a drive to Westchester. Hey, somebody's shooting. And they're shooting at me. That one came close. Quick, Oliver, into the car. seems we've made our getaway, Oliver. Now I want to phone Lieutenant Farrell and report this outrage. Basil. Oliver, is your voice changing? It's me, Basil, darling. It was. There's a dame in the back seat. 
Why don't you get in the back seat too, Basil, honey? Uh, that's an enchanting invitation, I'm sure, but I make it a practice never to get into back seats with strange ladies. But I'm Bunny. Bunny? Oh, now, Basil, sweetie, please stop teasing. After those thrilling letters you've been sending to me all spring? Now, just a moment. Letters I've been sending you? Of course. To Chattanooga. Ch uh, my dear young lady, Bunny. I... Bunny. The name is Bunny. You can't do this to me, Basil. I've run away from home on account of those letters you wrote me. I've left my husband. Good heavens. Oliver, stop the car. Now, look here, madam. I never saw you before. I never wrote you. It's all a fantastic mistake. I suppose you just hop out of the car and run along back to your husband. There's a good girl. All right, Basil. All right, sir, but you got no call to treat me like this. You got no call at all, and I won't let you get away with it. I'm warning you, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. So that's why I phoned you, Farrell. It's been quite an eventful evening. First I got shot at, and then I got involved with a strange blonde. Look, Rathbone, the blonde is your problem. Oh, thanks awfully. I'm only interested in the shooting. Well, the gunman's a very poor shot, thank goodness. About five bullets, and they all missed me. Well, that's pretty bad marksmanship. Have you any idea who might have done it? Of course not. Why should someone want to kill me? Maybe they saw your show. Uh, look, I'll investigate this thing. Meanwhile, uh, you still going away for the weekend? Well, I don't know now. Oh, uh, you go ahead. Start shooting at you. I always say there's no better time to get out of town. You may have a point there. All right, Farrell, I'm on my way. If you want me, I'll be up in Westchester at the Wayside. Uh, the what? The Wayside. It's a small hotel. <laughs> say, boss, this is a real nice hotel you made reservations for at. Hey, you want I should register? Uh, no, thanks, Oliver. I'll do it myself. Oh, uh, can I help you, sir? Yes, please. My name is Basil Rathbone. I have a reservation. Oh, Mr. Rathbone, of course. Uh, would you mind stepping into that telephone booth over there? Well, I did have a larger suite in mind. Uh, there's a long-distance call for you. New York. I'll have them switch it right over. Oh, thank you. Hello? Mr. Rathbone? Yes? Mr. Rathbone, you've got to come back to New York right away. You're the only person who could help me. I am? Yes. I'm at the Grace Hotel. Room 714. Hurry, please, while there's still time. Time for what? To save me. I, I've been threatened, Mr. Rathbone. I'm going to be killed, and I... Oh, no. No what? He's, he's here, Mr. Rathbone. He... No. No, please, I... No, no, no. no. Ah! Hello. Hello, what's happening there? It's already... Headquarters, quick, send an officer to Grace Hotel, room 714. Someone has just been murdered. Come on, Oliver. We're going back to New York. Run away. Down the car radio, will you, Oliver? There might be some news of the murder by now. Oh, sure. Uh, it's a terrible thing, that murder. A terrible thing. You want I should look for a news broadcast? Oh, no, leave the music, Oliver. It's good to hear. Makes you forget bloodshed and murder. 
What happened? Ladies and gentlemen, an important announcement. What's this, Oliver? Basil Rathbone, noted stage motion picture and radio star, has just been discovered brutally murdered. We continue now with our regular program. with an iron pipe. I'm glad they took the body away before I saw it. Tell me, was he badly mangled? Face smashed beyond recognition. But beyond recognition? Well, then how do you know it was Rathbone? Well, like I told you, Lieutenant, the hotel room was registered in his name. I found letters in the dead guy's pocket addressed to Basil Rathbone. I just can't believe it. Rathbone gone. Somehow I... Kind of expect him to walk in and say, Hello, Farrell, need some help? Hello, Farrell, need some help? Rathbone, what are you doing here? I'm curious about my murder. Uh, Where am I stretched out, in the next room? No, they took you to the morgue. I mean, well, I didn't think you were killed. Did you rent this room? Of course not. Well, it's registered in your name. The dead guy was evidently pretending to be Basil Rathbone. But why? Uh, Wait a minute, hold it. Yes? Who is this? Farrell, homicide. Who's this? My name is Mrs. Lionel Kroll, and I... Oh, did you say homicide? That's right. Then you've got to believe me. My husband didn't kill Mr. Rathbone. He didn't? No, please, you've got to believe me. My husband hardly knew Mr. Rathbone. He couldn't possibly have killed him. Please remember that. Goodbye. What was that all about? A woman says her husband didn't kill you. Oh, how interesting. Why don't we ask our husband his opinion? Good idea. She said she was Mrs. Lionel Crawl. I'll have Crawl picked up right away. Oh, Lieutenant Farrell, a call just came through from headquarters. Well, hold that a minute, Sergeant. I want to send out a general alarm for a man by the name of Lionel Crawl. I don't think that'll be necessary, sir. Oh, and just why don't you think that'll be necessary, sir? Because they've just identified the dead man. His name is Lionel Crawl. apartment must be at the top of this right, Darrell. Yeah. You know, this is really the kind of a job I hate, Rathbone. Telling a woman her husband's been murdered. I know. By the way, uh, have you sent out a denial of my death yet? After all, someone might just care. Well, now, relax, relax. The early morning papers probably have the right story by now. Good. Well, ring the bell. Sure, but I don't... Now, look, this is more up your alley. You tell Mrs. Kroll. Yes. Uh, oh, go ahead, Rathbone. Rathbone? Did you say Rathbone? Yes, I'm Basil Rathbone, Mrs. Crowley. You I... killed him. What? You killed my husband. Now, wait a minute, my dear lady. They just called me and told me it's my husband that's dead. And you killed him. Oh, now, look here. Why, I, I didn't even know your husband. How can you stand there and say you didn't know Lionel Crow? Because I didn't know the... Oh, was... Was he the Lionel Crowell who ran a correspondence course in dramatic art? Of course. Dramatic art? Hey, Rathbone, those letters addressed to you, the ones in Crowell's pocket, they were about a dramatic course. I remember now that a Lionel Crowell once came to ask me to endorse a course in dramatic art he was preparing, and I refused. That's the only time I ever met him. The only time? You had a date with him tonight. Tonight? You called my husband and told him to meet you at the Grace Hotel tonight. You said he... 
What's the matter? Look. Behind you. It's a hand. A hand? Yes. Poking over the banister of the stairs. That won't duck. The hand's pointing a gun at you. Get down! Hey, Miss B. It's that bad marksman practicing again. You stay here, Rathbone. I'm going after that guy. Mr. Rathbone, what is it? What's happening? I'm sure, Mrs. Crow. In fact, I'm only sure of one thing. What? I hope somebody catches that gunman before practice makes perfect. We'll be back in just a moment with the second act of tonight's Tale of Fatima. Back to tonight's tale of Fatima, Time to Kill, starring Mr. Basil Rathbone. Farrell! Farrell! Rathbone, what are you doing out here in the street? I'm trying to find the gentleman who took those punch shots at me. Well, don't. You just stay out of sight. Finding that guy is my business. Well, how's business? Rotten. If I could just figure out... Why someone is trying to kill me. And while you're at it, figure out why Crow was pretending to be you. Maybe the answer to that lies in a closer investigation of Mr. Crow's affairs. How do you mean? Well, that correspondence course in dramatics he was connected with. I'd like to look into that. Well, I suppose we could check his office. Then suppose we do. Here's the office, Rathbone. Lionel Crow, dramatic instruction. Farrell, look. The lock on the door has been broken. Open the door. Right. Look. There's a light on in the inner office. Come on. Now. Oh. All right, sister. Come out from behind that desk. Well, I, I, I... Good heavens. It's Bunny. It's who? Bunny. The woman who was hiding in my car. All right, Bunny. What's the rest of your name and what are you doing here? Durkin, letters. What? My name is Durkin and I'm here to get those letters I wrote you, Mr. Rathbone. I mean that I thought I wrote you. And what makes you think you'll find your letters here in Kroll's office? Well, I just read in the early morning papers that it wasn't you that was killed, but Mr. Kroll. So I figured out that Mr. Kroll must have been pretending to be you. What's that got to do with the letters? Well, don't you see? I found them here in Mr. Kroll's desk. I must have been writing to him, not you. But I thought it was you. I addressed the letters to Basil Rathbone at a post office box number in New York, and you answered them. I mean, I guess Mr. Crowell answered them in your name, just like he taught the dramatic course in your name. Oh, now, now, just a minute. Let's start at the beginning. What dramatic course? Why, the most expensive dramatic correspondence course in America. It cost a lot because the mimeographed lessons were sent straight from... Basil Rathbone himself. How interesting. And if a student had a special question, she could get it answered personally by Basil Rathbone. Oh, you don't say. For more money. And then I took a special postgraduate course, and that cost even more money. Hmm. This Kroll chap seems to have made more money out of Basil Rathbone than I have. That's how I got to writing kind of uh, personal letters to Basil Rathbone. And now I've just got to get those letters back. If they came out in this murder investigation so my husband knew about them, why, I declare he'd just kill little old me. What we want to know is, who killed little old Crow? You know? Me? Why, Mr. Rathbone, you're just teasing me, aren't you? 
Sure, sure. Come on down to headquarters and he'll tease you some more. Meanwhile, I'm booking you as a material witness in the murder of Lionel Crow. Go away. Oh, blast. Hello. Oh, Sir Edmund, this is Bert Randall. I'm sorry to have to call you this early in the morning. Early? It's the crack of dawn. Well, not really. Yes, really. I just heard it crack. Yes, but, Mr. Rathbone, this is important. What is? Well, I just came over here to the theater to get some clothes in my dressing room, and I, I saw a man sneak out of your dressing room. After that shooting episode, I thought I'd better tell you. You think he's the man who did the shooting? I don't know. He looked dangerous. I thought you might like to investigate. I never like to investigate men who look dangerous, but I think I'd better. I'll be right over. Target practice. You guess right. And I still got my gun. By the way, I've never been much good at long range, but I'm mighty good close up. And I'm close up now. Uh, well, look here. Uh, why are you trying to kill me? I mean, I don't even know who you are. My name's Sam Durkin. Durkin? Oh, you're Bunny's husband. By the time you realize Bunny had a husband... Bunny doesn't know it, but I saw those love letters you wrote her. You trifled with her affections. And where I come from, that's reason enough to kill a man. And that's what I'm going to do. Now. Now, Mr. Durkin. Stand still, Rathbone. But you see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not Rathbone. What do you mean? Well, didn't you hear the radio? Basil Rathbone's dead. He was brutally murdered. Well, then... Who are you? Me? Oh, I, uh, I'm his understudy. You look like Rathbone. Yes. People have awful com- often commented on how much I look like Basil Rathbone. They say the resemblance is uncanny. But you, you say Rathbone's dead? That's right. That's right. He, he, he's lying in the funeral parlor right now. Terrible thing. Great loss to the theater. It's no loss to anyone. He trifled with my wife. Oh, I can't believe that, Basil. He wasn't that type of chap at all. You're his understudy? That's right. Uh, you're his understudy? Guess I got no call to kill you. No call at all. Well, then. Sorry. Oh, that's quite all right, old man. Now, if you'll just excuse I me. I see anyone upstairs, but I... Good heavens, that's the man, Mr. Rathbone. Oh, you stupid bonehead. Oh, you are Basil Rathbone. Yes, he's Basil Rathbone. Who are you? I'm Mr. Rathbone's understudy. Who are you? I'm the man who's going to shoot Mr. Rathbone right now. Oh, no, you don't. I've got him, Bert. Get his gun. I've got it. He must be the man who was shooting at you before. Yes, but I don't think I'm going to give him any more practice. I think I'll turn him over to Farrell right away. All right, Durkin. It's a 
suppose you start answering questions. Well, I only tried to kill Rathbone here. He trifled with my wife's affection. For the last time, Durkin Crow trifled with your wife's affections. You really ought to know that, Durkin, considering you killed Crow. I didn't kill Crow. And I suppose you have an alibi for 120 last night. 120? Well, let's see. What? At 120, I was at a bar called the Green Turtle. You can ask the bartender there. Ah, okay, Sergeant. Lock him up and check his story and get back to me. Right, sir. Come on, you. This is an outrage. Sure, sure, it's an outrage, but come on. But I got an alibi. Everybody's got an alibi. What do you mean? I just let Bunny Durkin go. She proved she was at the movies with another woman last night at 120. Mrs. Kroll was with friends at home. Well, then, who could... Harold. What about Bert? Bert Randall? Your understudy? That's right. After all, he was the one who got me down to the theater today and into Durkin's hands. Might have been just chance, but it might have been planned that way. No, no, no. You can forget Randall, Rathbone. He's got the perfect alibi. He was visiting a friend way across town from the Grace Hotel at about 1.25. According to you, the murder was committed at 1.20 while you listened. Uh, Randall couldn't possibly have killed Kroll and gotten across town in five minutes. Well, is the friend absolutely sure of the time Bert showed up at his place? Absolutely. How do you know? I was the friend. I still don't understand, Farrell. Why was Bert Randall visiting you? He just happened to drop into headquarters. He wanted to know if I had any news on the guy who shot at you as you left the theater last night. He, he was worried about you. Oh. Farrell, this is ridiculous. Someone must have committed the crime at 120. Look, are you sure the crime was committed at 120? I glanced at my watch as I hung up the phone. I suppose I could have misread it, but uh, I doubt it. So do I. Wait. Grace Hotel operator would have a record of the call to me at Westchester, and she might have noted the exact time. We could check. Hey, we sure could. Come on. Grace Hotel. Yes, madam. One moment, please. Excuse me, operator. Yeah? Uh, maybe see your long-distance time sheet for last night, please. Well, I... Hey, you're Basil Rathbone. Yes, quite. But you oh, see, well, I that settles to... it. I had a fight with my girlfriend. She said you were dead, and I said it was a mistake. So I'm right, huh? Yes, you're right. Boy, am I glad. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Now she owes me a dollar. Uh, miss, please, may we see the long-distance timesheet for last night? Well, that woman over there just asked for it, too. I told her I couldn't give it out, but uh, since you're a cop... Now, look. Over there, it's Mrs. Crow. You check the timesheet, Rathbone. I'm going to talk to that lady. All right. Good evening, Mrs. Crow. Good evening, Lieutenant. I understand you're interested in the telephone operator's timesheet. I have a right to investigate the murder. Oh, don't you like the way the police are doing it? You think my husband was using Mr. Rathbone's name illegally? He wasn't. He had a legitimate dramatic school business and he was framed. Carol, find out something, Rathbone? Plenty. According to that timesheet there, there's no record of any call from the hotel to Westchester last night. Uh, the lights! They've gone out! All right, all right, everybody, stay where you are. Stay where you are. What happened? Somebody screamed. Put on the lights, somebody! Put on the lights! 
There. Yeah, that's better. Now, watch that switch, Rathbone, so nobody touches it again. Right. All right, now. All right. Nobody leave this lobby till we get to the bottom of this. Rathbone, where's that timesheet? Somebody took it, fellow, when the lights went out. All right. Whoever took it, hand it over. You heard what the lieutenant said, Mrs. Crow. Hand it over. I was just going to, Mr. Rathbone. Here, Lieutenant. I took it when the lights went out. It was lying on the desk, and I didn't want anybody to steal it. That's a likely story. Who screamed? I did. I felt someone trying to tear the timesheet out of my hand. Oh, now, look. Would somebody please tell me what's so important about this timesheet? Very good question, Farrell. Why should anyone want to conceal the fact... Good heavens. Of course. Of course. In the words of Fatima, time is the essence. The fact misplaced in time conceals the truth. Why didn't I think of that before? Ladies and gentlemen, those words of Fatima that I just recalled will help me solve tonight's mystery. Time is the essence. A fact misplaced in time conceals the truth. Now, can you guess who killed Lionel Crow? Hmm? Back to Mr. Basil Rathbone for the exciting conclusion of tonight's tale of Fatima. Why didn't you think of what before, Rathbone? Carol, there was no call made from the Grace Hotel to me at 1.20. But you got a phone call at 1.20? Exactly, but it didn't come from here. So it couldn't have come at the actual time of the murder because the murder was committed here. Well, then what did you hear over the phone? A reconstruction of the crime, Carol. An act by an actor. You mean Bert Randall? Exactly. Quite some time after he killed Crowley, phoned me and reenacted the killing, calling from a booth right near headquarters. But why? So he could rush right in to see Farrell and establish a perfect alibi. Oh. But, of course, to make it stick, he had to destroy the timesheet. Ah, oh, no, you can't make that stick, Rathbone. Randall wasn't here just now when the timesheet was swiped. He must be here. I suggest you look in the only possible hiding place, behind that switchboard. What? Oh, now, Rathbone, you're nuts. No, he's not, Lieutenant. Randall. All right. What's the story? Well, that's easy, fellow. He was conducting the dramatic course using my name, not Crow. He merely copied Crow's mimeographed lessons. I told you. I told you my husband had an honest business. He had nothing to do with this. He had one thing to do with it, Mrs. Crow. He found out Randall was stealing his lessons, so Randall lured him to the hotel here and killed him to keep him quiet. I get it. And then planted the letters and papers on him so it would seem Crow was conducting the racket. Oh, you going to deny that, Randall? No, Lieutenant. I'm an actor. I know an exit cue when I hear one. Shall we go? Mr. Rathbone, I just wanted to remind you the name is still Bunny. In case you might want to look me up sometime. Uh, look you up? Uh-huh. How's about hopping the Chattanooga choo-choo? Well, I'd like to, dear girl, but I've already booked passage on a slow boat to China. Join us 
once again next week when we'll have another exciting tale of Fatima. Right, Mr. Rathbone? Yes, indeed. Fatima helps me solve an amazing tale that began when a door opened and reached its climax when a killer closed the door and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Be with me then, won't you? Good night. Tales of Fatima stars Mr. Basil Rathbone with original music by Jack Miller. Lieutenant Farrell is played by Francis DeSales. The entire production is under the direction of Harry Ingram. Michael Fitzmaurice speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hi, this is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site. We stream live OTR Westerns 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, along with putting out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. Well, this is definitely an episode that I enjoy a lot more for uh, Basil Rathbone being in the program than for the mystery itself. Again, it's easy to see why this lasted just a single season. And it was a thing with CBS at the time where they would often land, and this was true in this era of the talent raids, where they were very concerned about bringing big name talent uh, to CBS. Uh, you get into the late 40s and early 50s, and that's a constant focus. But when they got the stars there, they wouldn't give them great. And this happened uh, not just with Basil Rathbone, but also uh, with anything involving comedy. There seemed to be problems. Laman Abner, successful as syndicated uh, daily uh, radio stars, had been on a variety of networks, brought to CBS for a primetime uh, show, and it essentially ruined their careers. Harold Perry, who played the great Gildersleeve, came to uh, CBS to do Honest Harold, the homemaker, and never really had starring roles again, and uh, basically became a character actor the rest of his career. But at any rate, it was good to hear Basil Rathbone in this uh, series, even though this wasn't the best use of his talents. And hopefully we'll hear from him again when uh, lost episodes of uh, his other series, Sherlock Holmes Are Unearthed, or maybe uh, the Scotland Yard series, I think I referenced last week. All right, well, that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Nick Carter. And next week, we begin the new year with a new show on Tuesday with The Avenger. So be sure and listen to that. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.